great future. We're talking real money. You remember the old movies, uh, the old movies where there's, there was the guy with the hat and uh, he wore, always wore a suit and, you know, the father, the businessman and uh, on the side, on the side, you'd, you'd catch him down the street with the, uh, the racing sheets or at the, at the bookies playing a numbers game or placing a bet on something. You know, it was that CD, the CD side to these upstanding young businessmen. They were always playing the games, playing the ponies or whatever it was. Well, apparently in the 21st century, we've decided to remake the image of the compulsive gambler. Would you think about it for a minute? Would you rather be called a problem gambler or a compulsive gambler or a short-term investor? Which sounds better? Nah, well, I think I'm I'd a, rather. I'm a short-term be- investor. I, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm playing stocks or options. I thought you were going to ask, would you rather be called that or like an addicted, like drug user or something? I mean, like, because what's well, the worst connotation here? Mm? It's, there's some similarities between compulsive gambling yeah. and drug addiction and alcohol sure. addiction and sure. other kinds of addiction. There, There's some great similarities. And the reason I ask this question is because there is a new, and it is relatively new. It I, is. I, when yeah. I was a young man in the brokerage business, we did our share of gambling, buying individual stocks. Sometimes we write covered calls, you know, which was not crazy risky. It was actually pretty conservative. Some people played options, but they were three, six, nine month options. But there's something new going on today where these younger investors, and I, I'm hating that term for this, are playing options with less than 24 hours before they go away. Look, before we talk about this boom, let's make sure people understand what an option is. An option is the right to buy something, correct? Right. So you're a saying here's what, option. Yeah. A call option is the right to buy a particular security within the term of the option. Now, bear in mind that these kids are buying options that mature. You know, they buy them in the morning and they they expire in the afternoon. So if the stock doesn't move the right way that day then it just goes away. Yeah. I mean, and the shorter dated options, which expire in a few days, account now for about half of all options trading market activity. So you're making not just a gamble on a particular asset, but the time. I mean, it's got to happen right away. Individual investors now, Don, make up See, oh, you said almost that term 30%. It me, Pardon the, me. The term Thank gave you. me a chill down my Individ- spine. Individual gamblers now make up... Uh, 27% of all activity in the options, that's up from 23% back in 2020. So more and more people are doing this. And guess what's happening? Take, what do you figure the net result of all this is? Uh, people are losing money. Yeah. I mean, from However, the Lund- the problem, though, Tom, is that you have a few people who are going, well, I made $100,000 playing options. They got some of those in this article. The London Business School estimated that most individual options traders lose money. Uh, before between November 2019 and June 2021, I think that sounds like a year and a half. Such investors, again using the term loosely, notched losses they say of about 2.1 billion with a B dollars. Uh, 2.1 billion. Uh, here's the quote that you highlighted. Do you want to read it, or should I? Oh, read I it? love I this love quote. This quote. I love this perfect. quote because it gets to my beef. It gets to my beef about this industry. As a matter of fact, let me read it to you, and then I'll tell you what I think should be done about this. And then Tom is going to help define investing 
and gambling. Okay, this is a quote from Benjamin Edwards, who's a professor at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV, studying secu- studied securities law. He says, we should stop pretending that's, that what's going on is investing. It's just gambling. And I really believe that if the, if the regulators out there wanted to do something good for, for individual gamblers, they would not allow Robinhood or the CBOE or any broker to call options trading investing. That word would be banned from use. They couldn't put it in an ad. They couldn't speak it to a client. They would be required to say option trading is absolutely, no doubt about it, gambling, trading of options. The numbers keep going up. It's about 10% more in overall options trading from uh, the over the last three years that's one thing to know we already mentioned it's more and more individuals right but guess what happens uh, the people that lose the two billion guess who's making money in all of this is going to uh, really surprise you you think you think it's the cboe and the <laughs> chicago board options exchange or or maybe robin hood the wall street firms profit on the trading the, there's a difference between the bid and the ask right that they're taking mm-hmm home that's it's much wider by the way for options than it is for stock so there the volume going up guess what it makes them more money and as somebody pointed out that they quote a couple of people in here that said yeah i made a lot of money well i lost a lot of money i made a lot of money it was really great and it's they even said you get hooked right you mentioned the addiction word it's yeah well and, and it's funny thing is they interview a guy named kyle clett in this article and kyle clett um, lost a, a fortune and then made a fortune and lost it, like you said. But there's a picture of him playing poker. He also plays poker. And he claims that at option trading, he's just exceptionally great at it. Aren't they always until they aren't? Until they aren't. <laughs> All right. So, but let's just, because you, What's the you difference? raise a good let's point. Just, how a do good you point. determine the difference between gambling and investing because a lot of people think they're synonymous and they're not synonymous in investing you actually own something right you own shares of a company you own part of a bond there's things you actually own with gambling you don't own anything you you got nothing number two with investing in the long haul if you look at certain things you've made money in those right i mean stocks and bonds you've made some money there in the long haul and gambling we can pretty well say the aforementioned two billion, et cetera, et cetera. It's a net loser, except for the the house. The house is it must. Winning. By the way, for individuals in aggregate, it must be a net loser. It has to be. The math doesn't work any other way. And in gambling versus investing, investing again, decades of positive returns with gambling. It's determined. By luck, whether you're going to be a winner or a loser, you know this is a fascinating thing, Don. That this remember we had the the the, the, the I forget the GameStop the movies coming out. I think in the next couple of weeks, right? That shows mm-hmm. the little guy beating up on the big guys here, and that's kind of a joke because yeah, it, because it didn't the turn little out guys ended way. up losing. Yeah, it's, it makes for great film, but I don't think it's it, the reality is not. So we do know that people that trade more end up with less. Uh, the great Gene Fama has told us that. We do know that people that are speculators generally end up with less. So this is just something that you really should not be involved in. If you are, you got to examine why you're doing it. I think you raised this addiction aspect and you should be looking at your behavior saying, 
why am I doing this over and over again? When I know I'm going to lose. See, that's the thing. It's it's illogical to do this. You must know you will in time end up losing. The winners are, are just lucky. <laughs> I mean, really, it's just lucky. And short term. I mean, they may win a couple of trades here or there, but in the long haul. Well, the problem is work. anecdotally, anecdotally, you always have a, win, a big winner. It's like the big lottery winner who won the billion dollars in the Powerball. And, you know, that they, now they're, a, they're, they're set for life if they don't spend it <laughs> yeah, like drunken please. sailors. Um, they're set for life potentially. So people look at that and go there, but for the grace of God, go I. But they no, they got lucky. Are you willing to bet your future? Bet your future. Let's just end it right there. Are you willing to bet your future? Leave it at that. Uh, before we get to the questions, got a great quote today uh, that I got to share because for those of you who've been around for a couple of years, you know a guy by the name of Bill Gross. He was crowned the Bond King for his work at uh, PIMCO, Pacific oh. Investment Management. We've tried to steal the throne and uh, crown rather than throw it away. Uh, but one guy he doesn't think should have the crown is a guy named Jeffrey Gundlach, who uh, who has uh, runs Double Line. And a recent quote from Bill Gross. I love this stuff. Uh, Gross said on a recent podcast, first of all, to be the Bond King or Queen, you need a kingdom. Uh, PIMCO had $2 trillion, okay? Double lines got like 55 billion. Come on, that's no kingdom. That's like Latvia or Estonia. Who cares? One, who's the self proclaimed <laughs> Bond King? I mean, really, in the grand scheme of things, it, it, it's ego and nothing else. You don't get a throne. You don't actually get a lot. You don't even get a Latvia to rule. You get end up thrown out of Laguna Beach. Isn't that where he yeah, was, you, had you to move after you don't pissing get, off his neighbor? What is it anyway. with whiny I people? Know, I mean, funny. I just don't like paying attention to guys like him because they're just egomaniacs. That, that he has charts. in spade. That's a book worth reading. It came out a couple of years ago. All right. A couple of questions for you, sir. Christine from Stafford, Virginia. Mm -hmm. Hi, Tom and Dom. Huge fan of the show. Truly appreciative of the off-topic conversations. I think oh, that we just had one of those. Yeah, we do. Uh, reminds me of sitting around with my grandpa and his friends and just listening to their stories yeah. and enjoying their company. Shut up, grandpa. <laughs> grandpa. Grandpa, you told us that one. I know. Once or twice. Uh, anyway, my employer offers a company matching 401k and Roth 401k. I've read about both of them. Still don't understand the big difference would be and if it's a good thing to have both. I currently utilize the 401k and a separate Roth IRA. That should be good, right? Keep up the great work, guys. That's from Christine. Don't overthink it, Christine. Over do traditional and Roth. Don't overthink it. We don't know which one's good. The only time we're going to know which one was right is at the end of the game. So, and what you're really trying to anticipate is what tax rates will be, what your tax what rate your will be. Not only right, what nobody tax knows. rates yeah. will be, yeah. but what no your guarantee. tax rate will be. Yep. So, here's how. Here's my quick down and dirty formula for it. If you are making a lot of money now and you're a terrific saver, um, you, 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 and you can put a lot away, you may end up in a higher tax bracket down the road. So the Possible. benefit today may be negligible, but if you're a high earner today, you're not putting as much away. You think you can live on a lot less and you probably will live on a lot less in retirement Then go for the tax deduction today. 
But who knows? Yeah, and and what how where you're saving the money is important, Don, as you pointed out, because for me, for example, much of the money that I'm going to have for retirement is uh, brokerage type post tax, not as much pre tax. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually saving pre tax now because that's reducing my income tax bill today. But I don't know how it's going to shake out for the future. We, we just don't, don't know. know. We don't know. So hedge your bets. I think that's great advice. This comes from Leith in Otis, Oregon. I'm 62, not taking Social Security yet. Yay. Yay. For, way to go. Uh, I have $400,000 in Titan. Got some small accounts. I'm listening for a Titan. while. Titan. And I don't want to move from. While I don't want to move from Titan, I'm wondering what my mix should be. I, uh, Titan has, I looked, I looked at a quick brief look, has cash, stocks, bonds, crypto, mm-hmm. real estate, credit, and venture funds. And then he gives the website, which I refuse to do. Yeah. Uh, Titan, it's called, <laughs> the company's called Titan Ca- Capital. Yep. yep. Uh, they have some, their, their claim to fame are some uh, funds of funds that they offer. So they own other yeah. ETFs that they build into yes, a correct. portfolio. Some yes. Is, right. Yes. Okay. And, and and I have to tell you, they're relatively inexpensive, but the problem is you can do almost anything you want to do with Titan. And that means you can get into some stupid things. If you were just in their equity products, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset at all because the fees are reasonable. I mentioned something about crypto, I think in there. But yeah, they, they do do other Credit, things. Venture. And, uh, but as a, as they're a registered investment advisor, their highest fees are 1%. So their fees are reasonable. reasonable. Yep. Uh, they don't charge fees on their mutual fund portfolios, except the, the, the fund, the ETF fees and they're low. Their, their fund to fund fee is about four one hundredths of 1%, four basis points. Okay. And then they're using, uh, iShares and Vanguard ETFs, which are low. So they're probably, you're probably looking at expense ratios across the board at two tenths or less. So if you can avoid getting into their other stuff, they don't look like any kind of a problem to me. Okay. So, but tell them no, no venture, no credit and no, no venture, crypto, no games, no alternatives, none of the cool stuff. It's funny though. They, they call themselves the investment firm for millennials. So they're trying to be the cooler firm. Oh yeah. Well, way cooler than we are old and not now, cool. but we, that, I, we work with some millennials. Some. Yeah, okay. So what, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Cause I mean, it uh, oh, sounds oh, like, well, you know, like millennial. <laughs> oh, congratulations. They came in and have... fixed my computer today. So yeah, yeah I know. I know yeah, those you guys. need a couple of millennials. So <laughs> exactly. I know those guys, yeah. gals. I've been All there. Right. All is right. That it? Uh, well, close, but I do want to mention that the fall is officially here. Because no, it, it might isn't. rain, it might rain no, it in Seattle today. No, so I think it's, it's still, officially it's under. The, it's that's the twenty second or something. September, All right, yeah. whatever. But the bottom line is, oh wait, time, no, it is. When this airs, it's the first day of fall. Ah, well, there oh, you go. Okay, yeah. Wrong I'm looking again. at the calendar. When this airs, well, happy fall, everyone. You feeling better now? It's cool out, and the oh. air is nice and crisp, and your football team's Florida. losing. You, everything you Florida. wanted, not in Florida. That's true. No. Still, the minimum ninety degrees. This is a good time to get some help. I'll tell you why. Because it's a great time to get your house in order before next year. Tom you know, a lot of people say, on the side. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you don't want to you don't want to go there. That's <laughs> nothing you want to have me involved with. But I can't help with the finances and our fine advisors give you an hour of their time absolutely free, no obligation. So take advantage of that. 
we'll take a look at your portfolio, look under the hood, see what kind of planning work you do need. Pardon me. And um, we do it all free. Very easy to do two ways, two ways, Don. Number one, you can call 800-386-3004, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number works. You still use a phone? Still. I answer the phone. I love talking to people. You can call and ask for me. I'll do that he's too. not a millennial. I, I'm not just texting. I'm yeah, responding with a text. A I'm not going to, I'm not going to actually talk to somebody or you can go to our website. I love millennials. You call them and it always goes to voicemail. Always goes to voicemail. Text comes back. I'll get back to you. 100% yeah. of the time. Not going to take your call. Uh, or go to talkingrealmoney.com and click on. Meet an advisor. Meet an advisor. I knew that. So Actually, I was wrong. <laughs> this this podcast will air on the twenty fifth. Oh, I'm, so we're well into the fall season. I, then I'm 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 getting way ahead because I'm gonna I'm gone. I'm on the That's road. That's true. And on. our two football teams will already be out of the Super Bowl hunt by then. So we moved on to something else. So there well, you go. We're out of the Super Bowl hunt now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That was One quick. game later, they're out of the Super Bowl <laughs> Watching hunt. Watching them. Yes, it yeah. doesn't look good. Let's just put it that way. I can way. tell you, I know. <laughs> That's good. So get some help. We're now here the, to do the it for Colorado you. Colorado Buffaloes. Oh, they might be in the Super there. Bowl. I don't know. They're, the Prime sky's the limit for got them. got them going there, man. I'll tell you what. You got you got all the the the, the, the Buffaloes heading the right direction. The I'm herd. telling you, the Walton family needs to, like after this year, hire Deion Sanders. Just Why not? That Sean Payton guy. He's too old. We needed it. We need somebody younger. Anyway, thank you for being there. We appreciate you oh so very much. And we hope you uh, tell a friend or two or 10. And uh, if you like what you hear, leave a review at Apple Podcasts. If you're a grumpy person who says we're wrong about Social Security, don't leave it. You know, by the way, by the way, let me, a little aside, we're not to 20 minutes yet. A little aside. If you're going to tell us in an Apple review that we're always wrong about Social Security, Uh then please tell us what it is. We're saying that's wrong. Don't just say these guys are wrong about social security. What are we wrong about? The I'll bet I, I know. Can think of is he is the retire the the taking it at seventy. I'll bet that's one. But I'll bet you. Mo- I bet the comment is you're wrong about the fact that social security will not change when I get my benefit. In other words, that they won't change the benefits because. Mm. here's my personal take. If you're under fifty, I think it does look different. If you're over fifty, it's probably the way it is. So this is more of a. You're sounds wrong like in my. You're wrong politics. in my opinion. Yeah, it sounds yeah. political to me. Oh, uh, yeah. you look at you reading between the lines. I think I'm right about this because remember, you know what? If if you if you have a criticism or critique, really send it in to us. We we take them to heart and fix things. Indeed, we've said we're wrong before. And remember, the reason I, I raised this is 44 percent of people that take Social Security early say they do so because they don't think they're going to get their benefit. That's why. So right. But go. that's an opinion. That's not. It is. When did. Yeah. Uh, I'm really bothered about this country where opinions <laughs> are now facts. That's it. It is. You're just wrong, Don. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Wrong. You're wrong because you have an opinion. Well, no, it's my opinion. I'm I, I may be wrong. I may be right. I don't know. It's an opinion. Opinions are just opinions. We just should have them. Don't you think? I don't know. I'm you leaving. Sound you sound old. You sound old when you say I, that. Well, so. the fact is I am. <laughs> I you're am, old and you're done. So I am get out of here and heading up to Asheville right. to uh, spend a little time with my mom, who may not be with us much longer. Oh, so. I'm sorry to hear that. Hang uh, in there, yeah. brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you all so much. We really appreciate you. Take care of yourselves. I'm Don. Tom's over there. You're out there, and together we hang out. 
Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?